We Have Concerns is made possible entirely through donations from listeners like you. A little can go a long way. Visit patreon.com slash we have concerns to lend your support. about uh, getting married at all no yeah, not really. really was i don't think there's anything to be nervous about i think you know if i was getting married at because i was engaged once before i was engaged when i was 22 23 years wow. old yeah and then i was nervous about it and obviously that did not work out because i wasn't ready but i think once you decide to settle down there's almost a switch that goes off in your brain if you're yeah. really really ready to settle down there is no nervousness because you've decided that you're ready to settle down yeah and you know divorce is simple <laughs> the weirdest thing is to have the ring on. Mm-hmm. like i'll see it in the i'll catch it in the mirror or i'll see a picture of myself wearing it or i'll just my arm will be swinging and I'll yeah. or you'll be like, hitting oh. on a girl at a bar which is weird because i've never hit on a girl with a ring before yeah <laughs> this is we have concerns hello concerned citizens hi jeff canada hello anthony carboni things change man and they change <laughs> fast as we've been talking about big change that happened while i was gone something beloved from my childhood gasped its last breath. Personal freedom in this country? No, that died long ago. Saturday morning cartoons. Man, not with a bang, but a whimper too, huh? It's pretty crazy. This was sent into us by Sean Williams uh, on our Google Mail. It's uh, wehaveconcernshow at gmail.com. Exactamundo. The exact dates they're showing here for Saturday morning cartoons is 1962 to 2014. That's the Literally television. Television. Uh, Basically television. Yeah. Uh, Are you sad about this? No. I thought, you know, when when the news came via messenger Mm. that Saturday morning cartoons were dead. that morning. (laughs) Dear God, news from the front. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shitty toy tie-in commercials (laughs) that run for a half an hour are gone now. You say that cynically, but you loved them. Oh, I did. And, you know, I think they were on a decline. They went through kind of a renaissance in the late 80s, early 90s. And then kind of went right. downhill a little bit. And it also Well, this just, article is, is pointing to the fact that in the mid-90s, uh, news programs started taking over. Like Today Show was on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And there were more live action, kid-oriented things. And cartoons were sort of being phased out. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think kids don't... I mean, kids obviously love cartoons. But there's so much more media out there now than there was for us. There is the shared experience of Saturday morning cartoons, which is, I think, what we remember the most, which is we all have a similar memory of getting up, getting cereal. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're still in pajamas. We yep. sit in the living room and we watch our block of cartoons. And then we yep. can talk about them with friends. We all and that's watch the same cartoons. And yeah. All of the, all of the, car- all of the uh, commercials were the same and all the bumpers we have fondness for. After these messages, we'll right, right back. back. Yeah, but I don't think it's the same for kids now because, and and this is something that the article pointed out as well, a lot of cartoons are on demand. A lot of cartoons are on the internet. A lot of cartoons are on cable. A lot of cartoons are, you know, they're they're everywhere. Well, there's an entire channel or Mm -hmm. multiple channels if you want to watch cartoons anytime. Turn on the Cartoon Network or Disney Channel or whatever. There's 12 Disney channels. Uh, And on top of all that, on demand, as you say. Netflix, you can watch a cartoon anytime you want. And I think, honestly, that's what I want to talk about most with regard to this story, is the decoupling of time to experience. Yeah. 
And I think it is a generational shift between when we grew up and things had a specific time and now nothing has a specific time. There is no, it is, we are in an on-demand world mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I think, think it's a great thing. Yeah? I, I do because if something is still culturally relevant enough to be shared, it still happens. You know, if House of Cards comes out on Netflix, there is that weekend and we all binge watch House of Cards. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're at all interested in House of Cards, you binge watch it. There is a Twitter moratorium on House of Cards for two days. And there's a feeling, there's even more of a feeling of shared experience now, a feeling of urgency of shared experience because it's like, I got to watch House of Cards. I got to keep up with everybody because four days from now, the floodgates are going to open and all of a sudden everybody's going to be able to talk about House of Cards except for me, which is cool. But also I guess there's, I don't like the feeling of responsibility and urgency that comes along with binge watching. Yeah. That's the one thing I don't like is the feeling that like if I'm behind, I'm behind. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't keep up with transparency or orange is the new black, what's going to happen? Like, am I going to fall behind? Am I not going to know what's going on at the office? Will I not be able to understand anybody's references? Right. Like just, Oh, hey, hey, Jim, did did you have a good weekend? Oh man, such a good weekend. I watched all of Netflix. I'm sorry. I watched all of Netflix over the weekend. There's a lot of stuff on Netflix, Jim. I know. I, I watched it at a, a very high speed. I did not sleep. And uh, I basically caught up with the entire Netflix. That sounds stressful. Extraordinarily stressful. You look uh, really tired. Yeah. But now, anything you say, I'll, I'll get it. Oh, hey, Jen. Hey, guys, did you read that New York Times bestseller this weekend? Oh, I thought we were talking about movies and television, Jen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. About I did read week. that. That was fascinating, uh, wasn't it? talking about movies and television last week, and, oh. and I didn't get what you had said when you said about uh, the, the ch- one who knocks, and I didn't know what you meant, and so I, I went home over the weekend. <laughs> that, that Jim, he's such a Samuel, am I right? Oh, he's a total Samuel. <laughs> I, 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 oh, Jim, you Samuel. <laughs> are you talking about Samuel L. Jackson? because I watched approximately uh, 47 different movies with Samuel L. Jackson in them this weekend so that I would understand what you're talking. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> you got to watch everything at all times or you can't or you'll fall behind. Uh, I'm actually more... And people get mad at you if you fall behind because yeah. they feel like you're holding them back in conversation. Yeah. People are really mad that I haven't watched House of Cards. How could you not watch House of Cards? Fuck you. How about that? <laughs> There's nothing worse than the smarmy... When Kevin Spacey is in smarmy mode, Kevin Spacey's a great actor, but when he's in smarmy know-it-all mode, I just can't watch him. And then on top of him playing his regular smarmy know-it-all character, he is also omniscient and can stop time and talk to you whenever he wants. Yeah. It's literally my it's nightmare. Great. It oh, is my I you're gonna fu- say great. No, because he'll just be like, by the way, I just had to stop time to let you know that I know everything that's gonna happen here. Because I'm that's Kevin. Awesome. Because I'm Kevin motherfucking Spacey. It's very Shakespearean. Ah, oh, God, I want to fall over and die. My I'm, bigger concern, honestly, with this whole situation is yeah. we live in a what do you want society now mm-hmm. instead of what is there. And I know this is old guy talking Super about old guy, get off go my on. lawn. Yeah, you really are, but go on. But I truly feel that what do you want is 
problematic. How dare we be able to find entertainment that caters to us whenever it we want it? It permeates beyond entertainment. How dare a, we be able to read and see demand. and experience the world the way we want it? I know. How dare we be the like... masters of our domain? But don't you think- Why don't we just go back to a cave and like whatever you paint for me is what I watched that <laughs> night by the fire. That would sound fun. That's kind of nice in a rustic way, actually. <laughs> There's a feeling of gratitude that comes with acceptance. <laughs> I know, I'm such an old fuck. But, but. <laughs> you, I know a lot of dictators that would uh, agree. All right. I guess. There are a lot of developing nations that feel the same way. I think, oh shit, we got rice today. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yesterday we didn't have anything. Today we have rice. This is badass. High five. Okay. Is it enough You're... rice? No, it's not enough rice. <laughs> we should be grateful for the rice. That but we, we have any rice at all. Listen, you should look at this bag as fucking half Oliver full, Twist over here. Half full of rice and then half empty of rice. No. Mr. Misanthrope guy over here, you should at least agree with me in the fact that there's a bunch of shit fucking kids right now. Little, <laughs> little kids that are like, I don't want that. And when I was a kid, my parents would have said, that's not the question we were asking. We never asked you what you want, you know? Dude, what, what kid are you remembering? Because you know what? You were a kid who said, I don't want that. The only difference is, no. I the only difference no, I is, yes, you were. All kids are like that. All kids are, I don't want this right now. I don't want to do this. This isn't fun. I didn't ask for this. This isn't the food I wanted. Right. All kids are like that. That's and, just kids. And you know what? The parent says- so, but that's what you have for dinner. Eat that or don't parents have anything. Parents still say that. Oh, parents go, well, what, what do you want instead? No, they don't. I know, I'm sounding like such an old guy. No, I'm they don't. I'm embarrassed about this, but. You should be. It's true. You should be embarrassed I've about what's seen it. You're just an old married man now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> just roll me into my grave. You put that ring on and it turned uh. you into Carl Fredrickson. Yeah, <laughs> I just want the kids to be like they were when I was a boy. Look, the feeling of shared experience is still there. The feeling of finding something magical that caters to you is still there. Is it easier to do? In some ways. Is it harder to do? In some ways. There's a lot of internet out there. There's a lot of Netflix out there. There's a lot of curated, recommended, force-fed content out there. And to sift through it and actually find something that's special to you probably feels just as magical as waiting for that one show to come on on yeah. Saturday morning. Like, shit, man, I just want to get to Ninja Turtles and I don't want to watch Garfield and Friends because it's a shit cartoon. But what about but I have to sit through it. Sunday through Friday in order to get to that magical day, magical morning where I can pop awake and run downstairs and my parents are still sleeping and I can sit we, two inches know, away I, from the screen. This is such a like they're still waiting. People can't instantly produce things. That hasn't changed. It's true. So if you really like this one thing that only comes out on the internet on Wednesdays once you read the entire back catalog or watch the entire back catalog, you're waiting for Wednesday. Nothing has changed except for the delivery mechanism. Because here's the thing. Saturday morning is still Saturday morning. Whether the cartoons are on TV or not, Monday through Friday, if you're a kid, you're in school. You're not watching cartoons, right? Yeah. Saturday morning is still your time. You wake up on Saturday morning and you can watch whatever the hell you want. And that has not changed. That's a good point. Do you think that the idea of watching stuff on demand sans commercial, sans packaging, sans bumper is interesting. Because, I mean, there's all those all those little PSAs that we got, all those little, you know, I remember Captain Crunch fighting the Soggies, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. 
I mean, you remember, sure. you remember being marketed to really being well. Being marketed to, but for sure. Here's the thing. Uh, so number one, a lot of those things, I really hate that we are a generation that grew up with nostalgia for commercials. Uh, I think I, that's, I hate that too. I think that's. Me. I think and the I hate fact, that you're the voice of reason right now through this entire episode. But <laughs> well, go ahead. <laughs> No, but I because I remember the same thing. I remember Captain Crunch fighting the Soggies. I remember Spider Man was there. You could mail away for a Spider Man Captain Crunch the Soggies right. comic book. I had a Tony the Tiger baseball when I was a kid that I specifically really really loved because I had to eat Frosted Flakes and mail away, and I got yeah. this thing with a tiger's face on it, I'm and sure I was that being ball was marketed great. to. I refuse to acknowledge that joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there are things that I, that are missing, experimental things that are not maybe done on TV as much. When you're talking about interstitial content, I think about one of my favorite shows in the history of television, The Adventures of Pete and Pete, started mm. as two-minute interstitials on Nickelodeon. Right. A lot of the things that we remember about Nickelodeon, yeah, The Simpsons was three or four minutes on Tracy Allman. Yeah, not Saturday morning. but Not yeah. Saturday morning, but Nickelodeon and MTV especially ran a lot of like little things that were just minute time fillers oh, just yeah. to run them. Did Beavis and Butthead start like that? I think they might have. Mike Judge started like that. Yeah. I don't think Beavis and Butthead did. But everybody remembers the Nickelodeon thing, if you are of a certain age, of the claymation of the kid inside out boy who swung over oh, the yeah. bars. Uh-huh. And that wasn't advertising anything. Right. That was just inside out boy. Yeah. It was just this thing that ran for a minute because they couldn't sell commercials and they had to fill time. <laughs> right. But it was there and we remember that. And little experimental stuff like that is gone from TV and that's a bummer. But it's been replaced by literally everything that's two minutes long on YouTube. <laughs> right. Which still yeah. gets passed around and will still be shared memory. It's funny, uh, my friends Eric and Justin do a bunch of video series. They do one right now for Wired um, where they blow up old technology mm -hmm. and, new t and then the newer equivalent and see which one is more rugged. Spoilers, it's always the old one. But they did a show for Hub, which is Hasbro and Discovery started a children's network where they would do these weird little interstitials where they fakey built things from cartoons. So they would build like jet boots and like a gun from the car. And it would be all batarangs that explode. And it would all be fake, but it would be 30 seconds, them in lab coats, cool. pretending they were in a lab testing this stuff. Action testers, that's what it was called. And when they were talking to the guys at Hub about why are we doing this? What do you want out of this? This is kind of, we, will, we love doing it, but it's kind of weird. What the Hub guy basically said was, in 10 years, when these kids are in college or these kids are getting married and having kids, mm -hmm. we want them to fondly remember not just the shows, but Hub. Yeah. And so by That's making, yeah. and they want to be like, you remember those weird things that were on Hub? I'm going to turn the channel on, the TV onto Hub or turn the computer network box or whatever the fuck it is we're watching in 10 years yeah. to Hub. Yeah. So my kids get that too. My kids will probably watch Nickelodeon because I remember weird shit on Nickelodeon. Right. Nickelodeon's probably trash now. I don't know. The truth is what they're really going to remember is the Minecraft videos that they've been watching. Yeah. That's all they're watching. They're going to look for 10 years from now. They're going to be like, man, I wonder if anybody has those old Captain Sparkles videos. Yeah. Like that's what it's going to be. Yeah. When PewDiePie is, you know, in his 40s. And that's, that's the thing is like we can be sad for the death of Saturday morning cartoons as a concept because... It's just another one of those subtle reminders of mortality and time passing on and the world changing. And that's really what we're mad about, right? That's what we're, yeah. that's what we're sad about. But Time for, is an asshole. Time is an asshole. And that's really yeah. why we hate that Saturday morning cartoons are gone. Saturday morning cartoons were never incredibly great. They're, they weren't incredibly special. They were just a special time in our lives. So I don't care that they're gone. Mm -hmm. 
insofar as like now kids can't get up and watch Saturday morning cartoons because the reason they're gone is because kids don't care about getting up and watching Saturday morning cartoons. And well, that maybe, yeah, it's just we just made it easier for them to con- consume the content yeah. that they were getting up for anyway. Am I sad that I will one day be dead? Yes. <laughs> like that's I'm like, glad we can equate the end of Saturday morning cartoons to, to That's all it is, man. Yeah. That's really all it is. Yeah. When you want to you want to just dig on down, it's always with this shit. It's always like one day you'll be dead. Yeah. You'll be worm food. Do you not want to deal with that? Sorry. Jason and the Wheel Warriors not being on DVD is not gonna, <laughs> is not the reason you're dying. Yeah. The fact that you're human is the reason you're dying. Jason and the Wheel Warriors was a shit show. <laughs> cool toys, shit show. Well, that was the sort of the mantra of our youth. Is cool, cool toys, toys shit, shit show. <laughs> anyway, how do you guys feel about the death of Saturday morning cartoons? Because I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, man. I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, I hate not being the voice of reason, but I think you might be right. Uh, you can console Jeff if you want console to. Console me, at Jeff Ganata on the Twitter. Uh, I'm at A Carboni. And if you've seen a story that you want to share with us, hey, man, we have concernshow at gmail.com is the best way to do that. Also, if you're liking the show... We would love it if you would leave a review on the platform of your choice. You can leave one on iTunes. You can leave one on Stitcher. Wherever you watch, please uh, just go rate and review because that really, really helps us uh, climb up the charts on those platforms, which uh, lets us get new listeners, which makes you individually less important but more powerful as a group. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, hive-minded, everybody. Yeah. Yeah.